another episode of She Thrills. I'm your host, Assyria, and here's your top stories of the week. This week in gaming. So, Crackdown 3 has been released. Okay, it came out on the 15th. Now, it was like a day before the game was actually released that um, a lot of publications as well as websites and whatnot, they had throughout their reviews. And it was not looking good. Now, of course, you know, you had a couple of um, Xbox fanboys who came out in full defense mode about this game. Including one, I think his name is Ryan Cavani from um, IGN. And he didn't, like, he didn't, like, um, defend the game. However, he did, like, you know, say that not every mediocre game needs to be praised. So I was proud to hear that from him. The single player is okay. But the multiplayer aspect of this game clearly was phoned in. And it has everything to do with the cloud that Microsoft has been, you know, pushing. See, here's the thing. I think that it's very possible. And I've stated this last week. I think it is a very achievable Concept. I think this was the wrong game to drive that. It does not look good. It 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 severely took uh, downgraded in graphics and like I said, it's the mechanics. It's relying too much on the physics. Of the cloud with the computing and whatnot. The only game I've seen, and this is my personal opinion here, who has the best mechanics or physics in a game lately, I had to give that to Zelda and the Zelda Breath of the Wild. The, the the mechanics and the physics in that game is top-notch. This game has been out for more than two years. And you are still discovering new ways how to play this game. It's unfortunate that a lot of people are not enjoying Crackdown 3. Oh, I don't know what this. I don't know what they're gonna do. 
I really don't. They got a Metacritic score of 60. That's bad. But I'm not writing off Microsoft. Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not writing it off. Because I think they're sleeping giant. So, let's talk about the Nintendo Direct. Um, I can, I will say this. I enjoyed it. And I'm going to tell you why I enjoyed it. I like that Nintendo came out, because everyone was hoping that it came out in January. But I think, and I heard someone else say this, I think they had to revise their direct because they were looking forward to giving information in regards to that Metroid series. And since that's been scrapped, they had to, you know, update it. This direct was great. It focused and honed in on a lot of things that um, RPG elements. We got Fire Emblem, Three Houses. That game is looking very good. It was supposed to be on the spring, but it's been delayed. It's going to be in July in the summer. A lot of games are coming out in the summer. Here's the tea. I think that is a strategic move because we all know, all of us gamers know, that in the summer, the games go dry. And that's mainly because it's encouraged that they don't have a lot of games so that the kids can get out and do some activities and don't feel like that they're, like, you know, missing out on gaming news or new games or whatnot. But here's the thing. We're talking about the Nintendo Switch. And the Switch is portable. Sorry, I digress. So, the first thing that hits out, Super Mario Maker 2. That launches in June. Okay? Then we got Super Smash Brothers version 3.0. That's coming in spring. And that comes along with um, the DLC character Joker. Platinum Games is releasing a new IP on the on on the Nintendo Switch. It's called Astro Chain. And that has a release date in August. Like, first of all, no one knew that was coming. Now, everyone is talking about um, when they revealed the trailer for this game. I have to admit. 
I didn't think it was a platinum game. I thought it was a monolith song. But I'm happy it's platinum. It gives me... I don't know why I'm thinking about near Autonomous. I don't know why, but it's great. Boy Box and Boy Girl, they're coming on the Switch in April. Assassin's Creed 3, because you know, like last week, they were talking about they don't know if that game was going to come. And in this direct, it was revealed. So, kudos for them snatching up Assassin's Creed 3. Snatching up, um, revealed to, like, no, not revealed to, I'm sorry, hold on, let me get the name. Not revealed, Unravel 2, that's coming. Um, Grid, that's an auto sport racing game. I did not see that one coming. Um, Dead Before Daylight, I heard about this game, and trust me, it does not look good, but I like the concept of it. So I'm interested to see how it's going to be implemented, and if it's implemented successfully, I will be that game up personally. Um, let's see. Captain Toes gets DLC. Hellblade? Where did that come from? Like, seriously, where did that come from? Final Fantasy VII relaunches on, launches the 26th of next month. And Final Fantasy IX is now available on the eShop, as well as a couple of dem- demos. One um, for Yoshi's Crafted World, and the other one was for Demon X Machinima. I didn't download either one, I can be honest. <laughs> The standout to me of clearly was I like Link's Awakening and I love the art style that they're using for the game. I also enjoy, I am enjoying actually, Tetris 99. I cannot believe how addictive that game is. There's a slew, a slew of games that are coming out for the Nintendo Switch the first half of the year. Okay. That list was so good that it only makes you wonder, what the hell are they going to show at E3? Because... This direct sold easily more than probably five million system within the first half. And the one who is driving most of those sales, not just Link's Awakening, not just Link's Awakening, hell, 
Mario Maker 2. People are waiting. Like, E3, I can't even imagine how their E3 is going to look because they did not talk about Animal Crossing. No, they did not even mention anything about the Pokemon game. And we all know that they're going to announce the Metro Prime Trilogy. Like, this is the system to have. So, let's talk about a little bit of what's going on with Sony. Now, Sony is not going to the E3, but we already knew this. They're not even, I don't even think they're going to have a presence there. But, you know, they came out and formally announced that they were not going to come up. Now, a lot of people are talking about, well, it's become irrelevant and whatnot. And this is what I say to them. The Sony PlayStation has a, a base of 90 plus million PlayStations out there. To, I, I understand you guys are working on the PS5 and you are trying to drive what may come. An installed base of all these people who I don't even know what games are coming out this year for PlayStation. I really don't. I mean, The Last of Us 2, you, everybody knows that that is going to be their holiday game. Leaning into an announcement of the PS5. So, again, I don't know what's going on. Microsoft Xbox might be there. They, I, they're slated to be there. But, as we talked about this last year, like they have a very small venue. So, the only ones who's going to be huge is like Nintendo. And this is for the Xbox and the PlayStation. I feel that you guys blew your wad announcing X and Pro as early as you did. And I, and I stand by this. And I know a lot of people may not agree with me, but this is what I this is how I personally feel. I think, I believe. Pro was going to be 5. And I believe X was going to be the... I believe they were going to start the next generation. However, it was Microsoft who forced Sony's hand when they announced X. And the sad part about it is, because I'm looking at this, because clearly these new systems are going to have to focus on their features. Because, what, 4K? 
okay, that's cute. It's going to look gorgeous. But we both know that they are going to be these 4K tyrants. But the, the, the game development is going to be more, it's going to be longer. It's going to be far more expensive. And it's going to eat up a lot of time. And I think that they played their hands too soon. And and I understand why Microsoft did that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I keep going on these tangents here. Um, Colin Moriarty is Moriarty. He's upset. Okay. Let me tell you guys something. I love gaming. I have all three systems. I, it's a passion of mine. Can I take a sponsor? Yes and no. Um, and I say this to say, Colin Moriarty got on Twitter because he was upset with the people who created the game Metroid's Metro Exodus and he got on Twitter and you know told everybody that he asked for a review code and they didn't send him one so he goes to Twitter cussing them out like he was like he he felt he he felt entitled, given all all of his statistics and whatnot about how his YouTube and how his podcast is doing, and I I feel this way, dude. You have a Patreon, all right. Now I understand that you may want to get your review up of the game early like everyone else but you make too much money honey and as much money as you are throwing around buy the game and give your honest review of said game It came off entitled. And I don't like that. It is a it's a privilege to do what we do. Whether it be in podcasting, YouTubing, and whatnot, it's a privilege. Because you guys share this time with us. But I'm not entitled, and nor anyone else is entitled to anything. Sorry, I had to get off my soapbox. Say that for the next um, topic. But yeah, the Nintendo Direct was phenomenal. PlayStation will not be coming back. 
Not until they release more information in regards to that PlayStation 5. Everyone is liking Oh, So this probably happens sometime next week. Where people are going to be coming out with their reviews. Because we got the early impressions of Anthem. And someone kind of like, you know, talked about the final bill. I don't know. I've seen it. And you know what? If they like it, I love it. So I guess that would just conclude this part of the segment in gaming. your top stories in pop culture. Alright guys, let's get into this mess. Okay. For those who have not been following, because it's so crazy. Jesse Smollett was sometime in late last year and this was in Chicago this was apparently done around his him taping for Empire now there was a lot of like you know questions about who attacked them and the circumstances around it and then he had, you know, he went to the hospital and came out. He was okay. Then he did his little show. And at his show, he talked about what happened. And then a lot of people, you know, came out in support. Because what happened to him, regardless Okay, I'm not going to jump. So, a lot of people came out in support. So, a couple of months, Kalini has gone by. And he's been on GMA. And he's been talking to a lot of, you know, people in interviews about what happened that night. And it has a lot of people, like, you know, wondering if this attack was staged. So, Chicago Police Department is, you know, rocking the boat, saying that it's a possibility that this attack may be staged and a lot of people are 
wondering if this may very well be true. And here's my opinion. I can't speak to whether or not if this happened, if it was staged, because what does that come out in the wash will definitely come out in the rinse. And I'm looking at the bigger picture here. There's a problem that is going on in this country. Well, what could have possibly happened to him? Could have happened to anyone. That was racially motivated. Or it could have been, you know, now I wouldn't say political, but let's just say um, religiously motivated because he is a gay black man. He identifies as a gay, gay black man. But this could have happened anywhere in America. And that is the bigger point. But they're coming out saying this is the Chicago Police Department. Mind you, with all of their cover-ups, especially with that young man that got um, shot, I take they word with a grain of salt because they had two guys who were black when he clearly said that they weren't black like who what see now here's the thing because it's it's very possible that black two black men could have very well attacked him for him being gay and they could have been Republican it's I want to see what he says I want to see how this plays out and I'm going to leave it there I just hope that I just hope that they don't make this they don't make this political and not in the political sphere. I wanted, I'm, I'm talking about like the lexicon because this can very well be used as a weapon against those who, who, may, who are gay, who may be attacked, and they'll use this as, you know, as an anecdotal tool to discredit whatever that person is saying. Excuse these goddamn dogs. Tell my Braxton she won Big Brother. Gosh, I didn't know that she, but she clearly needed the money. Because what I discovered is that, oh, oh, I didn't know that she was broke. Because she knows she divorced that man. And it was kind of ugly. 
switching gears. Listen, I want to talk about this. J-Lo, Las Vegas show, where she just happens to put a couple of Motown songs in the show. The performance to be very good. And when I say good, I am referring to her dancing, her stage presence. But I will say this. That's not Motown. Motown, all of their artists were classy and refined. What that woman did was disgraceful. It's not disgraceful. Mm-mm. Disrespectful to those who fought, kicked, in those doors so the dead artist can have a a presence in the music industry. I find it to be very disrespectful of her to sashay the way that she did because we all know Jennifer Lopez can sing as a Spanish-speaking Latina. I think when she speaks and sings in Spanish, I think she has a beautiful voice. However, when she goes into her English, she's very limited. No tea, no shade. But, um, that was disrespectful. And let's talk about Cardi. Now, I know all your girls gonna come from me. And you can come for me. The Grammys represents excellence in music. It is supposed to be a prestigious award, and whereas you show the Academy and those who are a part of it, why you in particular stand out. Cardi B did not write her music. Now, this is not to say that there are not other artists that get ghostwriters. I'm sure that they are. They may get help. But, Cardi B goes on record and says that she's manufactured. (laughs) 
the people who deserve that award is those who work behind the scenes that made the invasion of privacy popular. Because Cardi B, uh-uh. And I'm a fan. But I also am not a sheep. And that is to say that, no, she did not deserve Rap Album of the Year. They gave that to that woman because she's popular. I'm also looking at you too, Danny Glover. With Childish Gambino. And you are good. You are good. But for This Is America, uh uh-uh. There were far more albums on your last one, far more songs on your last album that deserved that very title. But it was a popular song. I'm not saying that it wasn't impactful because I believe that it was. But for album and song of the year, no ma'am. No. It's ridiculous what they're doing. And this is why their numbers were down and viewerships. These people's streamings are down because no one's taking them seriously. It all started with that Taylor Swift chick. And BET. Get your social media crew together. That was shady. It was true. But it was shady. <laughs> what they said about um, Nicki Minaj. Because I got to admit, when I found out that she won Cardi B, when she won that album, I was like, somebody better check up on Nicki. Because Nicki writes her own music. Nicki has a great team behind her. But I will stress this again. Queen album sucked. And her album, the print print, uh, no one was checking for her. And she's not going to like it as well as some of her fans. When she left Safari, she went, she, she dropped in. Safari and her make good music. And it shows. Get it together, y'all. And again, you can come for me. But let's talk about um a little... Let's talk a little bit more about what is going on. Okay, Sean Mendes. You know he's from Canada. Girl. Because when I first saw these photos, okay, he had a photo shoot for Calvin Klein. And I was like, ugh, typical. 
I mean, like, I was like, girl, he's the boy next door. Until I found out that boy was 6'2". And I said, mm, he is looking hella delicious. <laughs> but him standing in that kitchen, on that kitchen counter, and those undies. Because I love, oh my God, I'm not going to tell you that. But I love that photo. He looked so yummy. Now, I will talk about um, another subject. Now, okay. Floyd Mayweather. Now, I did Gucci. Came out with the design with that sweater that made people look like, you know, blackface. It was stupid. They since, you know, went to social media and told people that they were going to, like, you know, be more inclusive as far as their staff and, you know, moving forward. As far as people having more than just a voice, but, you know, doing some, some, you know, internal stuff that's going on. Because clearly they're not, you know, this design, this blackface design, this should not be happening. It's not fashionable. It's not cute. If I see someone, I'm, I'm snapping on them. And I might just yank it off of them. No, ma'am. We are not doing that here. But let's go back to Miss Lloyd Weather. I'm going to talk to you, and some of you might not like, because this is going to be kind of racially, you know, feel. So, bear with me. Hey, niggas. I'm sick and tired of y'all being lifted up by poor, disenfranchised, black, white, Asian people. And the moment that y'all get on, Y'all all of a sudden go amnesia when it comes to your fucking roots. Miss Floyd Weather, with your non-reading ass, that fucking iOS message that you sent out, we all know you didn't write that shit because you can't even fucking read. Let alone you can't carry a fucking conversation. You built your success on the back of these poor people that went out and supported your dumb ass so that you can become the heavyweight um, champion of the world. This is not this this is not to take away from your hard work. We love that you are a champion. You have put in the work physically, mentally, emotionally, but nigga, do not forget that it was black people who went to your goddamn fights and paid half that goddamn money. They couldn't even afford half of the goddamn rent that they had coming the following month just so they could give money to your punk ass. And now Gucci 
is going around here and just making a mockery of people of your ancestors and you know this shit. And here you is talking about I'm wealthy and I'm gonna go into Gucci. I'm looking at you too, Kodiak Black, with your ugly black ass. You the same nigga talking about you don't like black women. Nigga, you should be grateful any goddamn body's looking at you. I'm tired. Of y'all having success on those you built your success on those who are not as fortunate as you are, and the moment that you get on, you forget about them. Stop doing that. And yes, I primarily focus on these two dumb niggas. But this goes against, this goes with across the board. Remember who you are. And I'm done. I am sorry to talk about that, but... It is what it is. That that makes me upset. And I guess I'll just close it there on hot topics. about some of the new changes that may be coming to the um well not new changes but um I want to start you know giving a little small segment in regards to the political sphere in our world so I want us to do this very small segment things that I may have heard over the past week that have gotten my attention So, the one thing that has got my attention over this week was the state of emergency. Um, that man um, went and declared a state of emergency for his wall. In his speech, he says that it's he doesn't want to do it because it's not an emergency, but he's going to do it. Of course, you know, the Senate, which is the majority of the Republicans, are on board with this. Listen, guys. I'm not coming to you 
as a Republican. I'm not coming to you as a Democrat. I'm coming to you as a citizen. We all know that there's something wrong with government. We don't want government hands in every aspect of our lives. There's something wrong with this administration. You guys have got to stop you have to stop thinking about your own personal agenda and start thinking about those who you may never see that may be affected by what's going on. There is a madman running this country. And the sad part about it is, see, he reminds me, dare I say, because I'm not that old. But I do like, you know, like, watch documentaries and whatnot. He's a puppet. I'm scared of who's pulling these strings. The middle class is shrinking. And I'm sick and tired of them always shifting the blame to these poor people, the disenfranchised, the oppressed. I understand that everybody in America wants to get on, have a decent living, but you cannot do that from the middle. You have to give to those who are, who who is less fortunate than you are. You want to broaden the middle class. Because you may believe that it's the poor and disenfranchised people who are, quote-unquote, coming from your job. But they're not. It's It's a really, really rich who don't want you to have what you have. That man declared a a state of emergency for a fucking wall. And look, he gets the wall. Let's just say in some weird parallel universe, he gets this wall. Then what? You have to maintain that wall. And you can be goddamn certain. Certain. The filthy rich ain't paying for that wall. 
you can be certain of that. So who's going to pick up the tab? The middle class. The poor people can't do it. That wall has to be maintained. Think about it. And the me I don't think that I don't think that that money is for the wall. I think it's to pay for something that he may have done or what someone may have on him. It's stupid. Of course, he's going to go to court and he's going to lose. But considering how this man has been slippery as he has, I don't know. He has Brett Kavanaugh up in there. And don't think that we're not watching your punk ass because we know you're coming for Roe v. Wade. news um of course what was going on with Amazon was a, it was a political move you bastards wanted a a tax break you're a fucking billionaire company now a lot of people got upset about this but I'm gonna tell you the teeth I'm gonna let you know what's really going on the ones who went to social media and those who are in those politicians' um, pockets and stuff like that, they went out, the special interests, went out and tried to buy up all that property and where that company was going to be. They wouldn't put all that money into that little investment and Amazon dropped out. That's why they're angry. They lost money. Now, I'm all about them bringing that company to New York. I was on board. But see, this is what they were going to do. Those 25,000 jobs that they talked about that they was going to that was going to be outsourced. The people who live in that neighborhood were not going to work at Amazon. You know that. Those special interests, those people who went and bought, try to buy up those buildings, They was going to wipe those people out of that environment. Out of that neighborhood. So they can move those people in. The people who are outside of that area. From different states. Those who are, you know, an asset to the company. Oh, they were going to get those first dibs on those apartments. Let's cut the bullshit. So the poor and disenfranchised people were going to get moved out. That is what you call gentrification. 
they were going to gentrify that neighborhood. So I don't blame them for standing up and being like, uh-uh. You ain't finna move your punk ass up in here. They're doing it everywhere. These little Silicon Valley people coming up in here, doing all this stuff. And keep in mind, honey, they got their claws so deep in San Francisco. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm proud that they stood up and was like, no. And for that $3 billion that they was trying to get that tax cut from, put that shit into your schools and in your subways. That woman died carrying a stroller down to the subway. Fix your infrastructure. Maybe, maybe other people will come out. And stop trying to shift the blame on Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. I understand y'all are scared of her. And stop trying to prop up Kamala Harris. We don't know who she is, let alone Cory Booker. We don't know who they are. Not until at least a debate amongst them. But I can understand, they know what they're up against. Take your time. You may like them as a person. They're very charming. But what politician really is in? Well, as a few. But it's not important. I just want you guys to not get wrapped up in the bullshit. listening to another episode of Cheat Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria. Hope to see you again next week. If you'd like to reach us via email, you can contact us at cheatthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com You can also follow us on Twitter at cheatthrillspodcasts.